That's how it is. It is a Wednesday midweek. It means wonderful. Penny is in the building. It is a 14, it's four minutes rather after, uh, two o'clock. So it's 14.04 right here on cliffcentral.com. Thanks very much for joining us, uh, this afternoon. It's going to be an exciting show as usual. Uh, it's love, life and all things African baby. That's how we do it. So make sure that uh, you're part of our conversations. Uh, you can give us a call on 0861 We're on Twitter. It's cliffcentral.com. WeChat official account, Cliff Central. And of course, our Facebook, Cliff Central. Instagram, Cliff Central. I'm not the one who was playing the dirty song uh, earlier on. You can blame it on Duncan. <laughs> Duncan is the engineer. He's the one who was playing that song. I'm not responsible for it. But anyway, so welcome to the show. Gonna have a lovely uh, uh, conversation uh, this afternoon. Try to to bring you up to speed on some exciting stuff. Talking female condoms, uh, girls empowered. There's a sanitary pad program that proudly South African is launching tomorrow. And if things go according to my plan, uh, we might catch up with a gentleman who will give us an insight on this whole collapse of a building in Nigeria where apparently six seven. Now, is it 67 or 67 people? Because the president said 67 people died. <laughs> now, the discussion is, is it 67 or is it 67? Because others are saying 50 people died, uh, 50 South Africans died. Others are saying 67 people died, but no one knows how many South Africans are in that number. But then the president said 67. So we don't know whether it's six to seven or 67 South Africans. Then there's stories of like 113 people died. The stories that says the building collapsed yesterday. And then the stories that the building collapsed on Friday. Mind you, Nigeria is just five hours via an airplane. I don't understand if five people, if, if, if 67 or 100 and, uh, 13 people got injured and 67 of them are South African or not or whatever the number uh, died in, in Nigeria. Why did we only find out about this on Monday if it happened on Friday? So I'm very careful because TB Joshua is one of those pastors, <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's said that you shouldn't say bad things about a man of God. So I'm very careful. But I just really want to know. You know, as a broadcaster, I want to know the real information. So we're going to catch up with this gentleman called Solomon. He used to run a magazine called Parable Magazine. He says he's been watching TV Joshua for years. So he knows TV Joshua. But anyway, that's what the guy says. But uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be chatting about uh, uh, on the show throughout. So make sure that, uh, you know, a bit later on rather. So make sure that uh, you are part of our conversation uh, when we do that. So don't touch your dial. Stay with us. This is cliffcentral.com, unscripted, and radio. Uh, all, anything goes on the show, really. That's how it is. So if you want to give us a call, give us a call. Uh, okay. Duncan, you've got this whole, you want me to read what the president said? Okay. No, I don't want to read what the president said, but all I know is that 67, it, the headline is going with 67 South Africans. Uh, Lagos building collapse. Others are saying it's the actual church. No, it's the guest house at the church. So it's just one of those stories that we need to get to the bottom of. And we will get to the bottom of that uh, before the show is over. We'll try. At least we'll try. That one I can promise. But right now, though, exciting things uh, coming up on our show uh, for today. I've got a special guest uh, in the studio uh, this afternoon. Good, after- good afternoon, ma'am. And thank you very much for joining us. Good afternoon, Penny. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Okay, you are from Sonke Justice, right? Yes. I just want, I just want to make sure I pronounce your surname correctly. It's Oboi. 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 Yes. And then your last name? My first name is Nokwezi. Okay. And the last name is Oboi. Nokwezi Oboi. Yes. Okay. Is that Kosa? Yes, it is. Okay, wow. It's very lovely. It's very ex- exotic. Oboi. Now, you're with uh, Sonke Gender Justice. Yes, I am. Okay. And... Uh, there's a project that you, that you guys are, are working off has to do with female condoms. So just give us a brief background at first on what Sonke Justice does uh, on around the issues of gender and, and all of that. Okay. Sonke Gender Justice is an 
is an organization that advocates for human rights. Mm-hmm. Um, it also does a lot of work around the, the alleviation or the decrease mm-hmm. of gender-based violence against women and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also do a lot of work in, with, with inmates in prisons. Mm-hmm. And um, we do work around HIV. But the portfolio that I specifically work in is mm. the sexual and reproductive health and rights portfolio. Okay, so it deals with like an, a teenage pregnancy prevention, yes. uh, female condoms, yes. and okay, so the reproductive sexual, pre- sexual. Um, sex and sexual pleasure, oh. self love, okay. the um, um, preventing teenage pregnancy, which yes. is uh, there's a project within the SRHR portfolio which is called Moho mm-hmm. Planning Teens Bright Future, and I am coordinating that particular project. It's called Moho. Moho, yeah. What does Moho stand for? So it's a Susutu word meaning together. Oh, Moho. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so I had to emphasize on the, the M. M. Yes. Okay, yes. So Moho. Moho, which yes. means together. Together. Oh, yes. yeah, because when you said Moho, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it must be an abbreviation for something. It must be maternal, <laughs> no, organized, no, no, human, no, something. No, okay. No. It's Moho. Yes. Moho. And it's a national campaign. It's a, yeah, it's a national campaign. It's a national teenage pregnancy prevention campaign, which aims at engaging adolescents, um, parents, teachers, policymakers, health workers, and, um, the community at large, uh, to, to change the, the language or the current, um, uh, systems around how we address teenage pregnancy. Okay. Because mostly the, the language that we have been using in addressing this is the shame and blame. Yes. And we have such wonderful, um, contraception guidelines, clinical guidelines and, uh, contraception policy guidelines, mm. um, which lay it out as to what needs to happen, what opportunities are there within the public healthcare system in ensuring that Young people or women and girls are able to access contraceptive methods Mm. to prevent unwanted or unintended uh, pregnancies. Yes. Okay. So obviously, um, obviously, part of the the reason that we we have you joining us today uh, is is to share with us uh, that 16th of September was celebrate global kingdom global female condom day. Yes. I didn't know that. (laughs) I'm like, What? what? What is, how did that come about and what, what is it about? I mean, it's a day where we celebrate this female controlled prevention tool. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. He's okay. Just, he's just fixing the mic. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to celebrate, it's one of the victories. It's the only victory that we can claim and celebrate as women. When it comes to, um, when it comes to Reproductive and also prevention of other sexually transmitted infections. Mm. Um, although we know that a lot of women do not have the power or the, the, the accessibility mm-hmm. to the female condom and also the power to negotiate condom use, be it male condom use or female condom use. Yeah. But with the female condom, it actually gives you as a woman the power to say, I, uh, uh, I'm ruling mm. this inter, or sexual, sexual intercourse or the, the sexual session. This is mine. Uh, this is what. Okay. I'm able to, to prevent, to ensure that I prevent it myself. And also it's made of latex. Uh, it's easy to insert. Um, there's also many ways of how it can stimulate and enhance um, love making between partners. Between partners. Yes. Okay, now here's some of the quick facts that you need to know. 10 million globally female condoms distribution increased by 10 million between 2008 and 2009. 7.21, 72.1 uh, in 2009, 72 male condoms were purchased for every one female condom. That's the ratio. Now that's hectic. Uh, 2.8 billion in 2009, approximately 2.8 billion female and male condoms were supplied to developing countries by donors. And today the female condom is available in over 90 countries. 72% of young women 
constitutes 72% of those aged between 15 to 24 infected with HIV in sub-Saharan Africa. And 33.3 million worldwide, uh, there are approximately 33.3 million people living with HIV. And number one, globally, HIV is the leading cause of death in uh, and disease in women uh, of reproductive age. And 15.9 million uh, of the 33.3 million adults living with HIV in 2009, 15.9 uh, million of them were women. So uh, that's almost like half of that. 60% of women account for approximately 60% uh, of the HIV AIDS population in sub-Saharan Africa. Dual protection, like its male counterpart, female condoms, effectively provide dual protection against unintended pregnancy and STIs. And uh, two, there's a, there's a female condom, one, and female condom, two, are currently the only two FDA-approved uh, female condoms. And 3.2%, that's in 2009, female condoms made on, up only 3.2% of total in the U.S. government's condom shipment uh, overseas. And the U.S. government has shipped female condoms to 36 countries since 2000. Female condoms are the only available HIV prevention product designed for women uh, to initiate. And 18.2 million in 2008, the donor country supplied 8.2 million female condoms globally compared to nearly 2.4 billion male condoms. Whilst 97% studies have shown that the female condom can reduce per, per act probability of HIV transmission by 97%. Those are the numbers and they speak for themselves. And as Jay-Z says, numbers don't lie. Yes, they don't. They don't lie. <laughs> they don't lie. They Give you a sense of what the story looks like. Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> Obviously, um, the talking point is creating awareness about the, 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 the usage. Cause I'm sure people are like, yeah, female condoms, they are there. Yeah. So the thing is, we need to encourage people to use them more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and for, but at the same time, for women to take more uh, responsibility for themselves. So how do you guys go, go about, uh, go about doing that? And then you can also, you know, Tell us about the difference between the female condom one and the female condom two, if there is any difference. I don't know. Well, it's the the material that it's made. The FC two is made in it's it's made in latex, mm-hmm. uh, which is much more softer and uh, much more. It, it's extra lubricated actually. Okay. And the outer, it's got an inner ring. And if you could, if you could recall when FC one was uh, introduced. We how we would train people on using it. We would say the ring inside you would have to twist it and make an eight, and yeah, for and you to insert it x number of hours. Yeah, and a lot of sexual went, I mean, people went. Are you for real? Yeah. Do you expect me to do that when Joe is around <laughs> and I just want to get it on? Yeah. I so, don't think I'll remember. Figure so, eight. Figure so, eight. Is so, it six or is it eight? So what's exciting <laughs> yeah. with? With the FC2, you can insert it right before okay. or your, your intercourse, your okay. penetration. Yeah. During, you can actually insert it during foreplay while your yeah, man is like still male condom. Exactly. During yeah. foreplay and actually the outer ring of the female, of the FC2, as, as, as your male partner penetrates or uh, goes to into your, your vagina in and out, mm. The, the altering actually stimulates your, your clitoris, okay. which actually helps you as the woman to reach orgasm much more quicker. And because we know, um, during sexual intercourse, not many women would say, uh, honey, touch there so that I can go to heaven or do this. <laughs> no, it does not happen. So the, the altering actually does the job for you. Okay. And it, it can be used in different ways. Some couples feel that they don't want to use it with the with the inner ring inside. Okay. So you couples can remove the inner ring and insert it as mm-hmm. is into the woman's vagina or insert the the, the whole female condom in, into a male's um into a male's penis. Okay. Erect penis of course because yeah. you cannot insert it in an unerect yeah, just penis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like that. And um so that's how it works. And there, there are different ways one that one can use the inner ring. Okay. All right. I think uh, what we're going to do now is that we'll take a break, play a song, and then we come back and continue with our discussion. Of course, if you want to be part of our conversation, give us a call and studio on 0861 We're on Twitter. 
It's cliffcentral.com. And of course, we, our WeChat official account is Cliff Central Facebook. Cliff Central. This is cliffcentral.com. Unscripted and radio. to Cliff Central. It's just gone 24 after 2 o'clock uh, with me, Penny Libiani, on a Wednesday. This is Love, Life and All Things African. And of course, my special guest 
this afternoon is Nokwezi Boy, and uh, she is spending time with us uh, this afternoon discussing a very, very uh, important uh, thing here. Uh, she is the project coordinator of the National Teenage Pregnancy Prevention Campaign at Song- Songke uh, Gender Justice. And we're talking uh, Female Condom Day, Global Female Condom Day, uh, which uh, was uh, uh, observed on the 16th uh, of September, which was yesterday. Yeah. yeah, it was observed yesterday. Is it the first time we're observing it in South Africa? No. Or have we done it before? It's actually the second global female oh, condom day. Okay, cool. And we we celebrated it last year mm-hmm. in South Africa. It's just that we need to have to create a lot of awareness around yeah. the day as much as we have celebrations on the sixteen days against um yeah. uh women abuse, uh the days we have on the World AIDS Day, yeah, women's day and all of that. That's true. So it just, you need more to create more awareness, awareness uh, about, about it. it. Okay. So what sort of things are you guys doing to actually create awareness? Because I think ultimately the goal is to encourage usage of the female condom. So what do you do? Do you go into, into communities? How do you promote, promote it? Um, we actually work with other existing NGOs mm-hmm. in providing training. So say, for example, cliffcentral.com mm. has about 10 people mm. that need to be trained on the use of FC2. Mm. We would then organize for that particular day to send in um, one, or one or two of our trainers to come and train you. Yeah. And you will be accredited as trainers, as official trainers of the female condom too. Okay, so if I organized 10 of my female friends and then I asked Even you... Even if it was your male friends. My male friends, if I asked you to come and do a demonstration and training for we us, you'll be able... You'll be gladly do we something like that. We would gladly do it. Shucks, that's awesome. And we would gladly do it. Um, and also one of the trainings that we offer, uh, we offer trainings on sexual and reproductive health and rights. Yeah. Um, have discussions on how would we... How do we reduce or how do we address and engage young people Adolescents on uh, on reducing teenage pregnancy or preventing unintended yeah. teenage pregnancies mm. because part of the some of the discussions that have been happening is that it's unwanted pregnancies. Yeah. But reality is when you talk to adolescents, when you talk to to the young teenagers, they, they you will hear teenagers saying, "I actually wanted a child." Yeah, it's just that I did not plan to have it now. Now, yeah, it it, it happened that I had the child. I I, I became pregnant. And also, we're engaging boys with um uh, within this project because it's not just a girl's issue. It's no, not a woman's it's issue. Never uh, a we have to engage boys. Yeah. Mm. We, we, we don't need to shut them out. So, uh, as you know, Sonke Gender Justice as well engages men in in reducing in in addressing gender-based violence, yeah. in addressing HIV prevention and access to to antiretroviral medication. Yeah. So within the SRHR portfolio. We engage um, women and girls in in ensuring that they understand their sexual and reproductive health and rights um, issues. They understand their bodies individually. What does sexual and reproductive health and rights mean to Upeni mm. before it means to the whole world? Yeah. Because you have to understand yourself as well. Sexual pleasure. What what does it mean? Do you enjoy sex? Uh, and how do how can you link sex to your to your health um, accessibility, how, how can you balance the two? Yeah. And how can you engage your partner, your family, your, the community at large about sexual and reproductive health rights? All right, now let's, let's talk about, um, you know, when you, you go into communities and, you, communities and you engage with these young people, I mean, the, the numbers have been alarming. Uh, I'm sure I think maybe attention has been paid to in the, in the recent years where it's like, you know, uh, where you'd see numbers in, in schools, like, you know, uh, girls, um, who are, you know, who are pr- pregnant. And, 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 I mean, I remember there were big stories of like, for example, in, in Tembiza, there was a big story of like a school. They were like, I mean, we're as good as shutting down the school because mm-hmm. the entire metric class is, is pregnant. And then I remember there was also a big one coming out of Limpopo at some point. And then there was another one in the Eastern Cape. I remember those, you know, stories kind of very well. And the recent two to three years. Uh, type of thing uh, where even the government, the government of education went as far as saying we need to do something, something needs to be done. 
uh, and then it was like campaigns and, and, and things like that. What is it l- looking like from your point of view, as someone who engaged with these with these young people? What are the challenges? What are the what are the issues? Why is it why is it such a problem, especially in black communities? Because we don't hear like Bryanston High has got that same problem, <laughs> or, or or you know DGS girls in Pretoria. Has, we don't You'll hear be that. You'll You'll be amazed. We, I mean, we don't hear much of it, <laughs> even if it's happening. It's exactly. Yeah. I, I agree with you. We don't yeah. hear much about the private schools, the numbers of teenage pregnancies in private schools. Yeah. And that's a question that we, we could, I could pose back to, to you. Yeah. As media personnel. Yeah. To say, how do you do your reporting? How well do you report on teenage pregnancy? Which, are you balancing the equation? Because there are teenage pregnancies in the high privilege, um, areas. Areas. Yeah. Uh, it's just that it's very common uh, for 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 journalists to report about a school in in Ekuruleni which has about 15 learners yeah, who are instead pregnant instead of uh, reporting about a school which is in, in Bryanston yeah. exactly and um, the reason we we have moho it's moho mm-hmm. uh, is that we want to engage everyone that's involved with this okay. because Department of Education says yes, we need to address this. Yeah. Department of Health says yes, we yes, need to address, address this. Social, social, development, social development, development, yes, we, we need to address this. Parents say we're yes, tired. Teachers say we're tired. Everyone has a say in all of this, yeah. but then we're forgetting about the people concerned. Yeah. We're forgetting about the adolescents themselves. So what does the adolescent say? Adolescents. I'm discovering myself. <laughs> There's many, there's many issues, Penny. Yeah. And socioeconomic issues because not all teenage preg- uh, pregnancies, are, well, they are, they are unintended. Mm. They are, they are, others are unwanted, mm. others are wanted, mm. others are results of gender-based violence in mm. school, mm. within families. Mm. Others are, are a result of a female learner mm. or a female learner being sexually Abused by a teacher mm. at school, mm. and the, te- the 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 teenager carries the child uh, or or discovers very late. Mm. And also, when we get back to the use of contraception, the attitudes of healthcare workers, mm. adolescents are complaining about attitudes of healthcare workers. We that, do not that has been going on for years. For years, yeah. how do we properly address it? Because it's set cast in it's in black and white in the clinical guidelines mm. that healthcare workers. They should use, they should take the opportunity of the a teenager or the adolescent, uh, the girl child or the female, any woman that mm. presents to the clinic for contraception mm. as an opportunity to screen for all STIs, mm. to screen for um, cholesterol, high blood pressure, discuss fertility plans, just actually give you a full breakdown of the available um Contraceptions. Yeah, it should be okay. You're here. Ufunu prevent. Ufuna. It should, yeah, ufunan. It should be like a full on, yeah, It should be like a full conversation of yes. like, where are you? These are your uh, reproductive health rights. Yes. This is what the government has got to offer. Where do you see yourself in five years in terms of like having children? Okay, that kind of thing. Mm. All right. And then when we engage uh, with with healthcare workers, healthcare workers will say workload. We've got a lot of workload. We're under pressure. We're overworked. We're understaffed. So underpaid. In, underpaid and yeah. all of that. Yeah. But then how do we make sure that we reach? And it's not all healthcare workers. Yeah. You do get healthcare workers who actually go step to step by step, um, of the, of the guidelines. And they actually use that opportunity when, uh, when a teenager or a woman goes to a, um, a health facility for contraception, mm. they take down their medical, uh, history mm. and advise properly on, on, on which option, on which method would be suitable for that? Okay. All right. What what guides the the global uh you know female condom day? Is it is it like a a UN a, you know reproductive health program or is it just specifically a South African program? How is it connected to the rest of the world if it's a global day? Well, it's it's um because the, the FC two is um a, as you mentioned earlier on that it's a FDA approved certified yeah, and approved. American, yeah. It's uh, approved by the WHO, which is the high level um, uh, of health, health, yeah, health standards. Body, yeah, and so different different countries 
uh, celebrate it in their different ways. Mm-hmm. But there is a coalition of, uh, of there, there's a global uh, female condom coalition yeah. where all the different um, representatives in the different countries uh, report back to, to say, this is what we've done on, 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 the, on the Global Female Condom Day. Mm. And these are the progresses. These are the updates that we've received. These are the questions that are, are, are coming up. And discuss how we can actually improve mm. in, in making sure that we celebrate this day and we spread the word uh, yeah. on the use and accessibility of, um, of female condoms. Okay. So now what I need to, to, to also understand is, is how, you know, how are we going to get to or what is it going to take to get us to a level where I can walk to my nearest garage, petrol station, you know, and be able to access a female condom just like it is to stand there and call out the different brands that are behind the guy that works at the counter. Uh, you know, what are the challenge, challenges around that? Is it a cost thing? What is the problem? It's a cost thing. It's a cost thing. Because if you look at the male condom that's is that is freely available within the public health care sectors, mm. um, it's also available in garages, in tuck shops, in supermarkets, everywhere, mm. in chemists. Um, yes, the female condom you can get at um, at a chemist, but you will not be able to get it at a garage. Mm. It's the cost thing. The female condom government buys it for seven cents, mm. whereas one. Oh, the male, the, male co- the male condom is seven cents. Yeah. Whereas the female condom is seven rand. Shucks, I need to tweet that. So we need, it's, it's the cost variation. Yeah. So we need to start engaging in, in, in discussions such as the intellectual property laws, uh, engaging with pharmaceutical companies, the manufacturers of the, uh, of the condoms to say, mm. and, and these engagements need to come from women mm. and, the media houses need to create the hype mm. around that. Mm. Because if there's no demand for an no issue, sh- yeah. then there, there's never going to be a supply and the prices are never going to be reduced. Mm. So, uh, and also demystify the myths around the use and the comfortability mm. uh, of the female condom. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of my peers and a lot of, um, women would say, well, it's too big. Mm. It looks big. The pack is too big. How would you? actually carry it around mm. and it makes uh, the myths around it making a lot of noise. It mm. doesn't. Mm. So we need to send out proper, accurate information to yes. the communities to say it, it does not make noise. I mean, sex is never quiet. <laughs> it is never it's quiet. It's never quiet. <laughs> so, and really when you're having sexual intercourse, would you be listening to that small sound. hissing sound, sound. Oh. from a condom? Yeah. And really, if we were to compare the the male and the female condom mm. and the sounds that they make. I mean, our bodies make different sounds True. and we would just complain about this one. And if you insert it properly, it does not, it does make, not a make a sound. It's just a myth that was created by somebody somewhere and it just spread like wildfire. That is true. And then, you know, in our communities, once uh, someone says the thing is this way, everybody just goes with that. All right, tips uh, for safer use of female condom. Listen out for this. Check the expiry date on the condom. Tear downwards as marked on the back page. Spread lubrication to the condom. Grab the inner ring of the condom with one hand and squeeze the inner ring together. Alternatively, you can slightly twist the inner ring uh, to form a figure of eight. So that's the FC1 here. Not even the, so even the, even the, the FC2. FC2. Okay. With one hand, uh, separate the outer lips. Uh, of the vagina and push the inner ring into the vagina as far as possible with the other hand. Insert index or middle finger into the female condom. And the outer ring, including, uh, uh, including with, with about an inch of the condom, uh, should remain outside of the body. Uh, the slack will, inc- will decrease when the uh, penis enters the vagina, but the outer ring needs to remain outside the body protecting the external genitalia. So that's, uh, that's basically, uh, some of uh, the things that you need to know in terms of like, uh, you can go to, f- uh, female-condoms-condoms.org, uh, to find some of those tips and get as much, uh, information, uh, that you can. Uh, let's talk about, uh, some of the, some of the benefits. We touched a little bit on that, eh? mm-hmm. but I mean, let's just reemphasize that because if we want to demystify the myths, we got to show the positives. Yeah. Well, one of the benefits is, 
the one that I can attest to. It's yeah. so empowering. It's empowering. It's empowering to, to you or to me as a woman to say this is a tool that I can say I, I actually take lead yeah. during sexual intercourse. Instead of being led, I take lead and say this let the, to my partner, let's do this. I insert, it's either I insert it myself mm. or my partner during foreplay can insert it himself. Um, and we have, um, sexual pleasure. And as I had mentioned again, that what the outering does. Um, and also there, there's no, you, you would really, really, if you, if you had made sure prior to, to using the, the, the female condom, mm. make sure that it's no, it has not reached its expiry date. Yes. It, it's still used. It does not have any tears. It, Chances of it tearing are very minimal. Yes. Very, very minimal. I'm not say, saying it will never tear. Mm. It can tear. Yeah. But very, chances are very, 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 very slim. And, um, it's comfortable. It does not make all the horrible noisy sounds to an, to an extent that you will say, mm -mm, I, I cannot concentrate on, on, on my sexual pleasure on reaching an orgasm or, for satisfying my partner or actually satisfying myself during mm -hmm. sexual intercourse. Um, and also if you discuss with your partner as well, it also gives you the liberty to talk about the different options or the different positions, the different prevention tools that you can, you can, you can venture into mm. as a couple. Mm. Okay. And okay. as you said, just to, just to add, to mention, it does not, it does not just, um, prevent you from, an, un, uh, an unplanned uh, pregnancy, mm. but it also protects you from from against other sexually transmitted infections, okay, cool. including HIV. Including HIV. Okay, so that's uh, that's uh, really some of the information and in, in the, in the benefits of using uh, the female uh, condom. So now, um, how do people access? We know that there's shortage. I guess uh, in this case, we're saying I can't buy it at my nearest. Garage. Some of I'm sure some suppliers might have it, like at, at pharmacies and all other stuff, but very few. Uh, you know, the government does supply some of them. So how how do I go about accessing it? Public clinics, mm. public hospitals, they do stock a number of female condoms, mm -hmm. and it's a matter of demand and supply. Mm -hmm. Community-based organizations they do distribute female condoms when they do door-to-door -door condom distributions yeah. or when they do door-to-door -door campaigns where they educate mm. um, communities about a number of issues, mm. uh, including HIV prevention, including teenage uh, pregnancy prevention or pregnancy prevention or mm. STI prevention, they distribute them. So they are very much accessible. And if they are not accessible, if you do, if there is a stock out, mm. we need to to get used to the fact that if you go to a healthcare center and you are unable to access what you had gone there for, we need to report that because it will take time and that actually uh, puts the community out there more at risk of going to have sexual intercourse without protection yeah. if there isn't a choice, um, a, a, a prevention method of their choice at, at their public health care facility. Okay, let's go back to the programs that that you get involved with in in schools. Uh, I mean, you know, is is a female condom one of the things that you talk to 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 adolescents uh, about? Uh, do they, you know, is it one of the methods that that they encourage to you expose them to? Yes, female condom is one of the contraceptions actually, yeah. mm. not on its own. As much as we talk about um, male condoms, we talk uh, we educate about female condom use, mm. and we also give. Um, Trainings uh, or and or spark up discussions mm. because uh, some young people only know that well there is injectables and oral contraceptives. Mm. As to what do they do? Which hormone do they address? Mm. Do they address estrogen? Do they ad address progesterone? Mm. And what happens within your body? And what happens when you don't see uh, your your menstrual cycle mm. on a monthly basis? Is it because of the uh, of of the pills, mm. the, the oral contraceptives that you're taking, mm. and is it because? Oh, when do you need to change them if you're taking them? And if you're taking the injectables, wh when 
do you need to take to take them? What are the side effects? I think what we need to understand as people is the side effects and yeah. understand that side effects are manageable. Mm. If you, one of the side effects is that they, they'll increase your appetite mm. and then you start eating a lot and you gain weight. Mm. Not everybody gains weight. Mm. Mm. There are, I, I know there are myths around a particular contraceptions. I, I will not name them because that will actually per, uh, exacerbate yeah, the, con- yes. yeah, yeah. the misconceptions around them. That, uh, if so, so and so has been using, uh, this particular injection. Yeah. And she has since got, uh, gained a lot of weight. Her body's not firm. I mean, exercise. Yeah. You, in conjunction with your contraception, you need to continue with your exercise. You need to continue any changes within your body. You need to report to your healthcare worker at your next, um, clinic visit. You need to mention that these are the changes that I've noticed in my body, mm. including the headaches that you might have or the thirstiness that you might have or the changes in in your menstrual cycle. Mm. Okay, so we spoke about uh, dual protection, right? So I can use the female condom whilst my partner uses uh, the, the male condom, right? Yes, you can. Okay. And you can also... Um, you you can also use an injection, uh, an injectable contraception, and a male or a female condom mm-hmm. to ensure that as much as you are protected uh, from pregnancy, you are double protected from pregnancy because the the contraception will will the contraception will work on its own, mm. and the condom will actually prevent the sperm from reaching your eggs. Okay, cool. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that you think we might have left out? Um. With, with regards to the Moho, mm-hmm. uh, Planning Teens Bright Future, mm. we are accessible at the Sonke Gender Justice Offices in mm. Bramfontein. Mm-hmm. We are on number 62, Truta Street, mm-hmm. third floor. Um, mm-hmm. And our office number is 011-339-3589. 3589. Okay, let's say I want to get involved with that. How does it work? If you want to get involved, there, there's a partnership that actually guides the Moho Planning Teens Bright Future campaign. Mm. Um, there's a there's a partnership which involves government departments, the Department of Health, the Department of Education, Social Development, academics, researchers, individuals, uh, civil society representatives mm. within the same partnership. And so, if you would want to be involved, and we're also working with other organizations such as your Love Love Life Lifeline. Yeah. Um, the treatment action campaign. Mm. Um, so you would you would come to us, and then when whenever we have trainings that are upcoming or events that are up, upcoming, if they are not with it, with uh, or implemented by Sonke, mm. then we can refer you to an organization that has an activity at the time that is available to you. Okay. And also, if you can organize uh, a group of people yeah. who would like to be engaged yeah. about uh, contraception and how to prevent teenage pregnancies. Or how to change, how to reframe the language that yeah. is, because scare tactics don't work. Don't work. You say to a girl child, don't sleep with boys. How do, when do we start having that, the, those discussions with our kids mm-hmm. about sex okay. and prevention of teenage pregnancy, that including makes, the boys? That ma- of course, including the boys. That makes a lot of sense. Of course, that's a Nokwezi Hoboy uh, chatting to us in studio uh, this afternoon. As I've already mentioned, she is with uh, Song Agenda Justice. Their website is, uh, uh, your website is songagendajustice.org, right? No, it's, it's www.genderjustice.org.za. Ge- mm-hmm. Okay, so it's genderjustice.org.za. Yes. Okay, that's, that's the website. And what is coming soon for the Moho, um, project? Mm. We, we will be launching a website for the Moho, which is, will be giving a lot of information around contraceptions, and young people and within the project itself we're not sidelining teenage mothers teenage and, boys and boys and teenage okay. fathers who are already teenage parents okay, cool. we're not saying as just because we want to prevent uh, teenage pregnancies we will not engage them mm. we will engage them there'll be a platform where they can upload their videos and they can uh, write letters to us and Start engaging with us and also engaging with the policies because there are a number of, of policies that address uh, adolescents that do not speak to each other. Okay. And young people would like to have a say on them. That's Nokwezi Hoboy, genderjustice.org.za. That is the website. She's the National Teenage Pregnancy Prevention Campaign uh, for Sonke Gender Justice, talking to us, of course, about 
Global Female Condom Day and other programs uh, like Moho, uh, which are aimed at uh, young people uh, from the organization. Thanks very much for chatting to us and uh, all the best uh, with the projects. Thank you very much, Penny. Cool. We take a break and we come back and see if we can catch up with some folks who can give uh, some light to us about a few things. So stay with us. It's not a lot that you've been saying, but I can tell from your body language. Okay, let's talk about it. About it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. But you ain't gotta say too much. Ain't gotta say too much. I can read your body language. Ain't gotta say too much. I can read your body you ain't gotta say too much hate when you say that i play too much when i get too close i'ma touch that subject i could read your body that's it with all that yapping need less talk and a little more action yeah now girl keep it g know you speak a little freak i can hear in your accent said tell me can you understand my language if you try and ride just stay in my lane there's no other way to explain it and lame it who you came with it's not a lot Asha Fishing, Tinashe, uh, right there, giving you that track, uh, Body Language. Thanks very much for joining us. If you just uh, became part of our conversation uh, this afternoon, you just missed a very interesting one with No Crazy Hoboy, uh, who is from Sonke Gender Justice. Uh, their website is genderjustice.gov.org, rather, and uh, we were talking about the second Global Female uh, Condom Day and Moho, a program that they have for young women. Shucks, on Twitter, I spelled, I actually was trying to say, do you know how much it costs? It costs government, uh, seven cents to buy the male condom and, uh, seven rand for the female condom. So you know how the phone automatically spelled, it autocorrected gov, gov to God. And now I'm being slayed on Twitter. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta correct that. That's just not nice. Because I did that and I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. Meant government spends 
Men govern stands. But anyway, so let me try and bring you up to date on uh, uh, the Lagos, Nigeria building collapse. Uh, that uh, at 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 uh, building collapse at uh, the the TB Joshua Church. It's very very interesting because let's see some of the some of the headlines on Google right now. TB Joshua himself says um, he suspects foul play. South African president announced on Tuesday that 67 of his compatriots were among scores of worshippers killed in um, uh, the collapse of a particular and controversial Nigerian mega church. Declaring his nation in grief, President Jacob Zuma said uh, he was greatly saddened to announce that 67 South Africans died and scores of others sustained injuries when a church hostel building collapsed in Lagos on Friday. Like I said, I was shocked that this thing happened on Friday and only finding out about this. Today is Wednesday, you know. The fact that the president made the statement yesterday, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I didn't, didn't I not see the story yesterday? How come? But anyway, the tally of South Africans dead exceeds the previous toll of 62 thought, uh, dead in the disaster. A grim signal that the number of fatalities is likely to rise. Rescuers say the church hostel, which housed Nigerian and foreign followers of a preacher and televangelist, TB Joshua, had been overburdened by the construction of additional floors. Uh, the goatee preacher initially claimed that only a few people were injured and then suggested that a low-flying aircraft were responsible for the collapse. On Tuesday, he tweeted, hard times may test me. They cannot destroy me. That was yesterday. According to Nigerian National Emergency Management Agency, Ibrahim Farin lawyer said that uh, that much about the incident remained unclear. The church, known as the synagogue, hid so much information uh, from them that the cause of the frustra- it was a cause of frustration for the rescuers. Uh, that he counts presidents and prime minister among, among his flock, giving him considerable political clout. Former Malawian head of state Joyce Banda, who has described Joshua as a spiritual father, said that she was deeply shocked. I mean, I'm sure if you, if you've also seen our very own Julius Malema also commented, he spent apparently seven days there uh, when he was having troubles uh, just before he went full on to form EFF. Uh, and uh, according to uh, to be Joshua's. Rather, to, to be Joshua's uh, website, three of the church's previous buildings were also destroyed. The roof of the first church was blown off by a storm. The second church was washed away by a flood, while the third church also collapsed due to severe weather conditions. Late Tuesday, rescuers were still sitting, uh, rather sifting through the rubble of the church hostel, hoping against hope to find survivors. Their prayers answered earlier in the day when a woman was rescued and was able to walk away with just a broken wrist. Now, the discovery prompted emergency workers to slow down their digging in the wreckage of the guest house. Uh, but uh, for many others, there will be a dramatic and happy exit. I don't know about you guys. I've been to Lagos, not to the scone. I have gotten on that Eric flight at 5 a.m. Uh, to to go to Lagos. I can tell you, people queue up at OR Tambo at 2 a.m. to go to the scone thing. You know, we're notorious for having... Um, surgery tourism where people come to South Africa to come and have plastic surgery. I think that was a story that was making headlines sometime last week. People come for tummy tucks, bum jobs, uh, lifts and all sorts of other things. And then they check out the safari. People get on a plane to go to Nigeria, to go to these pilgrimages. They go to Skon, which is to be Joshua's. They go to Loveland, I think, uh, which is a uh, Chris, Yokolami. Um, and then there's another one. I just, uh, winner's chapel, uh, which our very own Justice Mohueng Mohueng is a member of here in Johannesburg. So it's quite interesting the things that happen uh, when people get get on that plane to to go to to, to Lagos. As you've heard from prime ministers, uh, even Joost Vodaostezen went to to to, to Skon. He's he's been there. So this is like one of those the synagogue is one of the most popular uh, you know religious pilgrimages that people get to. It's almost an equivalent of Moria <laughs> in 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 South Africa. So it's a very sad one, uh, you know. So we'd like to see how. That tallies. They're saying about the saved lives of 33 victims are scheduled uh, to end. Uh, rescue efforts to have saved the lives of 33 victims scheduled to end on Wednesday. Of course, the reason that it's big for South Africa is because they're saying there was about five tours, uh, you know, tour, tour bus, tour, tour groups uh, who went to that. We'll wait and see how that goes. Brings us to three o'clock, and that means I'm out.